Yep. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I have a special announcement. My first round of merch is releasing on Monday, November 30th, just in time for holiday. But before it launches, I am hosting a giveaway. One lucky listener will receive two pieces of merch plus another special gift. How do you answer the giveaway, you ask? It's simple. Step one, rate five stars down below. Nothing less than five stars. Let Apple know that I am popping and also leave a review. In your review, please make sure to either leave your Instagram or Twitter name so that I know who you are. Step two, head on over to my Instagrams, either underscore Steffi Kiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S, or Do I Look Fat Pod. The links will be down in the description just to make it easier for you as usual. And tag two friends who you think will enjoy the podcast. Step three, share that post to your social media, whether it's Instagram or Twitter, and just tag me in it. I am so excited for this to drop. You guys have no idea. I have been working on it like crazy, and I hope you guys like it. Okay, let's get on with the show. Do I look fat? Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Do I Look Fat podcast. This week's guest is a food guidance and health coach, someone who helps women regain their confidence and get their sass back, the founder of Bagels in Brussels, Miss Naomi Jerez. Hey girl, how are you? Hi, I'm well. How are you? I'm good. So Miss Jerez is the founder of Bagels in Brussels. Um, can you tell us a little bit more of what that is? Yeah, sure. So I, as you said, I am a food guidance and health coach, and I basically help women specifically, you know, Latina mothers lose extra pounds, manage stress and help them regain their confidence, their sass back and basically their life back, get back into those cute clothes. Yeah, all of that. Great, great. So this episode will be dropping right before Thanksgiving. Ah. So, mm-hmm. so I wanted to play a little icebreaker game. And mm-hmm. it's going to be a would you rather kind of situation. Okay. okay, so I'm going to give you two scenarios. And you're going to tell me which one you would rather do. And why? Okay. okay. Okay, so the first one is, would you rather eat your entire Thanksgiving dinner with no utensils? Or have to sit down at the table in your swimsuit and a pilgrim hat? By myself? (laughs) (laughs) Or with the the family there? (laughs) The family there, but you're the only one in your swimsuit. Um, I'll just do it with my hands. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You'll figure it out, right? I mean, I'm still going to eat the food regardless. Make sure my hands are clean. It's fine. You know, people people ate food without utensils all the time. It's not even a problem. Yeah. Could could you imagine? So we're both in New York and it's Mm -hmm. cold. So could you imagine sitting at the table? Everyone is in their like cozy sweaters and we're here in like bathing suits and a pilgrim hat. Like what? You know, the part that freaked me out the most was the pilgrim hat, not even the swimsuit. (laughs) I was like, I don't want to wear a pilgrim hat. The colonizers, we don't want to give them any clout at all. No, maybe if it was like a feather, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Get back to our roots, right? Like our Taino roots and all of that. (laughs) All right. So the next one is, would you rather eat Thanksgiving dinner with a large group of extended family and friends or just eat it with your immediate family and a few close friends? Um, immediate family and a few close friends. Yeah. So as a Latina, do you, do you have a lot of like holidays where it's like a lot of people? Cause me, I don't, it's usually just me and my mom and my sister for the most part. Yeah, no, I'm in the same boat. I don't really have a lot of family. Mm-hmm. So my immediate family is basically like my mom and my brother mm-hmm. and all his dogs. Like there's, they have like four dogs between the both of them. Um, so it's them. And then like my husband's family and his cousins, and we do have really close um, friends who are like our family. So I just, I like that better because I get crowd anxiety, especially mm. if it's people I don't really talk to that often, even if they're family members. So yeah, I just rather chill. Yeah. And I feel like these holidays, they're always about just family anyway, right? Like it's mm-hmm. family centric. And like, it's nice to have like a big 
crowd of people sometimes if you're into like that party vibe but um especially this year like I'm only going to my mom's house and (laughs) I'm not doing anything crazy um okay so the next one is would you rather have to cook the entire Thanksgiving meal or have to clean up and do the dishes for the entire Thanksgiving meal I'd rather cook same (laughs) (laughs) if I don't have to touch a dish I am happy I rather cook. I don't care. Well, first of all, because I get to control every ingredient that goes in. (laughs) Um, So that's number one. And then two, I just enjoy the cooking process more than the cleaning process. For sure. For sure. Could you and then it's like, so you have the plates and the utensils, right? But then you have everything that you cook the food in. And oh, my goodness. And the counters and the stove and the floor because everything's included like and the trash like that's all part of the cleanup. Oh, my goodness. So much food, so much cleanup. That's I, mm. I cannot I cannot. Um, okay, let's see. Ooh, this is a good one. Would you rather have to eat only cranberry sauce for a day? Or have to eat only gravy for a day. Oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> cranberry sauce. I hate cranberry sauce. I mean, I, it was a question of which one do I dislike more. <laughs> you dislike gravy? Is gravy I like terrible? No, I mean, at first it depends on the gravy. And I just feel like I don't dislike gravy. I like gravy, mm-hmm. depending. I if I have to eat that much of it, then I just rather eat the cranberry sauce. True. True. I, I get that. I mean, could you imagine like drinking a soup of like gravy? That's disgusting. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It's good to like drizzle on something to add yeah. a little like pizzazz. But other than that, no, I'm good. I can okay. tell you what's really good with gravy. Tostones. Mm, oh my yep. god so how do you make your tostones I like them extra crispy I like them extra crispy I do them thin yeah yeah. I don't like them chubby my mom does this thing where she like grates the platano oh. and then makes little patties right but because oh. it's grated like there's like air pockets in the mm. middle and they come out so crispy it's so good but it takes so long she hates it doing does. it I I think my mom did that one time. Yeah. Oh, so bomb. So bomb. Okay. Uh, Let's see. Let's do two more. Would you rather eat Thanksgiving dinner at 10 a.m. or eat Thanksgiving dinner at 10 p.m.? 10 a.m. I feel like, yeah, because then you can like have seconds for like lunch and dinner. (laughs) You have more time to eat. That's exactly my thought. It's like if you eat it at 10 a.m., then you can just keep eating the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. And still be good to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> you can enjoy a little bit of everything throughout exactly. the day. Spread it out. You won't feel so rushed. Like, oh my gosh, I have to eat everything right now. Or you won't feel so tired. Like after you eat like the big one meal and then you're mm-hmm. just like, oh, I can't even move for the rest of the day. Ugh, terrible, terrible, terrible. Okay. The last one. Would you rather not be allowed to talk during Thanksgiving dinner or not be allowed to have dessert? on Thanksgiving not be allowed to talk during the dinner right Mm -hmm. yeah you should be chewing your food you shouldn't be talking and eating anyway Mm -hmm. I don't like people talking to me when I'm eating because I want to enjoy my food I don't want to worry about talking so if you try and talk to me while I'm eating I'd be like I'll put up my hand be like hold on until I'm done (laughs) because I want to enjoy my food one number two you should be chewing your food so you're like less gassy and your digestive system works better so Oh, all those things. okay. I'm not really a big like dessert person. So for me, I was like, I want to talk, but I guess you make sense. No, I, I want, I love dessert. I want dessert too. I'm not huge on dessert, but I do take a long time to eat and people get at me all the time. Like I'm literally usually the last one at the table, That's but it's really because good. I'm talking. I thought you were just eating slow. <laughs> Well, I am too, but it's because I'm talking in between. So it's like, yeah. I'll talk, look around. I'm not like eating while I'm talking. I'm animated, laughing, this, this, that. And people get at me all the time, but <laughs> whatever. I like to, I like to enjoy my meals too. So yeah. <laughs> all right. So before we get into our first segment, I wanted to talk about bagels and Brussels and how mm-hmm. that came into 
fruition. What okay. inspired you to take the route of a lo- of the lifestyle change? Sure. So I worked in the corporate world and digital advertising for 12 years. And after I had my second son, um, I really wanted to lose the baby weight just because I didn't feel like myself. I just didn't recognize myself in the mirror. I was just down. And my mom, as soon as I got like before I had the baby, she was giving me fajas Mm -hmm. and she's like, oh, here's a faja. And granted, I had a C-section. So they were really useful for the healing part of it. Um, It really helped me heal. But after that, I was like, well, I can't breathe and this is uncomfortable and I can't find one that fits. And I said, like, this cannot be real life. Like Mm -hmm. I cannot live my life squeezed up in the, and then I said, well, it works for the winter, but what happens in the summer? Like Mm -hmm. when you're wearing shorts and you don't want to wear a faja and then, so I made the decision to just, my skin was going to hold itself together by itself. That was Mm -hmm. it. And I was going to get healthy and just go back to being me. So One day I went to the gym and I started going every week and through my company, there was an opportunity to get basically a health coach, a nutrition coach. So Mm -hmm. I had my own personal nutrition coach for two years. She saw everything I ate, drank um, for about two years. And I learned so much about food and I thought I already ate healthy. So I was like, like what? (laughs) I'm just going to learn a few things, whatever. Um, but I just learned so much and I just started to see my body change. And yeah, I was working out once a week, so that definitely helped. But when I started to really pay attention to what I was eating and Mm -hmm. changing that, oh my gosh, it was like night and day. Um, my body just kind of melted and it was hard for my body mind to catch up to what my body was doing. But aside from the physical part of it, uh, I started to, I had so much energy and mind you, I had a six, what, nine month year old, six month year old when I first started. Mm -hmm. Um, So eventually a one year old and a three year old Mm -hmm. and (laughs) two little babies. And I had so much energy. I had energy. I felt good. Um, I looked good. Like my skin started to clear up. I just, I felt strong. Like I can hold both my babies. I can carry the stroller. I can do all these things. Um, and I was like, wow, like I never in a million years, if you told me that would have been me, I would have laughed in your face and be like, don't, that's not funny. Don't joke with me. (laughs) Um, so just seeing how much food impacted me. Um, really opened my eyes. And then other people started to notice. And they were like, what are you doing? What's going on? And then they expected me to tell them about this magic pill or Mm -hmm. some random thing. And I literally told them no, like I just, um, I started going to the gym once a week, because that's all I could do. And I started really paying attention and cleaning up to what I was eating. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like, really? So a few people were like, well, can you give me the tips? Can you help me? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure. I'll pass along the tips. So that's basically how it started. I started coaching people like while I was on the train, while I was brushing my teeth, while mm-hmm. I was, you know, while we were driving home, I was in the passenger seat giving advice and my lunch break at work. And um, I just loved it. And I started to see the impact that me sharing the little tips I had at that time was having on my friends and family. Mm -hmm. So one day I was like, I really love this. I should make it into a business because I love helping other people in this way. Um, (laughs) And I had a poem in high school called bagels and beepers that I wrote in calligraphy and I loved it. So, and I still, I love bagels still this day. So (laughs) I told my husband, Oh, uh, we should, I should name it bagels and Brussels because Brussels sprouts was a vegetable I absolutely hated. I spit Mm. out in napkins. I don't know how many times. (laughs) And eventually I learned to love it and it became a staple vegetable in my house. So it was kind of this balance of this super heavy carb that it's so demonized and they tell you you can't have if you want to be healthy and lose weight. 
and the super green vegetable that most people dislike. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it was just, I never stopped eating what I'd enjoyed eating. Um, I always, I never went hungry. I always felt great. Um, I've been able to maintain my weight for the last four years, which is, Amazing. I was surprised myself. Like every year that went by, I was like, oh, oh, <laughs> like, okay, we're still it's, here. It's a struggle. It's I know. A struggle. So after that, um, then I thought it was a stupid name at first, but my husband was like, no, it's cool. And my friends thought it was cool. So I said, okay, I guess I'll keep it. And therefore Bagel was, and Brussels was born. That's an amazing story, honestly, <laughs> because you, you ended up turning it into something that was not only like monetarily beneficial for you, but it's something that you actually enjoy to do, mm-hmm. which is very hard to find in this day uh, and age, yes. you know, and it just gives you a sense of fulfillment. And that's amazing. Yeah. Um, when I came across your page, I like the fact that you were like, you know, I like the name because it's like what you said. <laughs> bagels are so demonized. Like, yeah, you hear bagel and it's like you can never have a bagel in your life. Mm-hmm. And we're from New York. Like bagels are a staple here. Like exactly. we eat bagels all the time. Mm-hmm. And just to know, like, OK, it's all about balance. Right. Yes. So, yes, you can have what you like. You just can't have it all the time. Yeah. Just- or maybe adjust it in a little bit of a way, but nothing that you're probably gonna dislike mm-hmm. for yeah. sure for sure that's great so I figured this would be you would be the great the greatest person to have on today because this oh. is like quote unquote my Thanksgiving episode right okay so for my first segment is called eat your heart out and this is basically where we provide my listeners with like tips and tricks about diet trends and eating habits but mm. today I wanted to switch it up a little bit and mm-hmm. I wanted to piggyback off of a live that I had tuned into um, with you and another woman named Jessica and yes. you were talking about healthy substitutions and additions to meals during the holiday season yeah. so you know this is the time of year when everyone's eating, right? It's Thanksgiving. And then even though Christmas is a whole month after Thanksgiving, I feel like you never stop. Like, no, it doesn't stop. You get, you have your potlucks at work. I mean, I don't know during COVID if that's still a thing, but (laughs) Friendsgiving, right? Like there's just get together. (laughs) People are just always like, just around your family is always around and it's usually surrounded about around food. So I wanted to know if, what tips and tricks you had specifically for, let's say, like a Thanksgiving meal? We usually have the same foods every mm-hmm. year for Thanksgiving. At least my family does, which is funny yeah. because I was talking to Claire from the Relationships podcast and she's from Virginia. She's not resi- residing in Arizona, but she was like, who eats rice on Thanksgiving? And I said, girl, what? <laughs> what? Hispanic people do. Yeah. <laughs> Like, you don't have a con gandule? Like, what are we even talking about right now? She's like, rice? Never. And I'm like, well, there's certain things you guys eat that we don't eat. Like, Mm -hmm. um, you know, my mom never really made mac and cheese growing up. I make it now for Thanksgiving because I, you know, I love it. Um, But my mom didn't make that at all. Mm -hmm. Um, So what would be, what what would be things that you would add to like a Thanksgiving spread to make it a little bit healthier? Yeah, so I would just mainly add vegetables because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, at least it was in my family. It's just you use salad as a garnish. It's like <laughs> barely a salad. And it's mm-hmm. like, I like salada, you know, and everybody <laughs> starts like rushing and like they chop up a tomato and, a, and it looks so mediocre and boring and mm-hmm. nobody wants to have it. And you end up piling up your plate with el pernil and maybe mm-hmm. the pavo if you want it and the arroz <laughs> con gandules and then what else is there lasagna and mm-hmm. baked ziti as if they're not really the same thing in a different <laughs> shape um, so maybe mashed potatoes or the pastelones things like that so everything is super delicious and super carb heavy mm-hmm. and this is why people crash because it's just a lot at once so what I would add and what have I have added in the past is just more of a veggie spread that way you can balance out your plate a little bit better because the options are there mm-hmm. so maybe some Brussels sprouts mm. um, <laughs> maybe some green beans and I'm not talking like super heavy creamy green beans just like right. 
a cleaner version of roasted green beans with some nice livered almonds on top. Um, what else? A beet salad, an actual green salad that looks beautiful. So not iceberg lettuce. Not I, I mean, <laughs> if that's your choice, then fine. But you know, throwing in some arugula, some spinach, or just getting the mixed green box container that you don't have to wash. I mean, that's my favorite because mm -hmm. it cuts down on the process. I really don't like cleaning salad. Um, and I enjoy <laughs> the boxes that come pre-washed already. Mm-hmm. So if you can take that and put some fresh red onions on top, not the ones from a can, some cranberries, some mm. blue cheese, if that's your thing, um, it's just going to really add some sparkle and color to the salad, some walnuts, and it plays so well into the season and the ingredients that should, well, most likely already on a Thanksgiving table, it's extending it into the salad. Um, mm. So yeah, I would I would add a nice salad with some nice dressing and vegetables, whichever, like pick your, pick your, I would start with something that people enjoy the most. So sometimes it's broccoli uh, mm -hmm. that's most familiar, you know, Right. but I've done everything from broccoli to roasted carrots to the roasted green beans. I like to roast, so it's easier. So what would, what tips would you give for like seasoning? these ah. vegetables because that's the key right because you want them to taste good so people will eat them yes okay so <laughs> this is another problem thank you for bringing that up because I grew up eating the only vegetables that I would see and even to this day they look brown mm -hmm. and mushy no one wants to eat brown and mushy vegetables <laughs> uh, this is one of the issues why nobody tries them okay so for seasoning if you're going to roast vegetables it's super simple if you just add some salt and some pepper and garlic powder and a little bit of olive oil and you roast them, their natural sweetness and flavors are going to come out and you roast them at high heat. So around 400 degrees, but be careful not to burn them. Mm -hmm. um, you make sure to toss them every once in a while. So the roasting of the vegetables kind of caramelizes them. And it's a good introduction for people who do not really enjoy them. Mm -hmm. And then you can play around. Like sometimes I'll add maple syrup to the Brussels sprouts and make mm -hmm. them sweet and add some cranberries and bacon. Mm -hmm. um, and it'll, it'll encourage more people to try them because it's like, Ooh, I like bacon. Maybe I'll try it. <laughs> um, you know, so you add in a, a splash of something that's really popular, something like that. But um, if you like it spicy, adding cayenne pepper, if you like it a little sweeter, adding in the maple syrup. Um, what else have I added to it? I think that's mostly the base, unless you're, you're playing around with a salad type. For example, on beets, I would add balsamic vinegar, mm -hmm. um, things like that. But just, or another big one, it's herbs de Provence. So that mix of rosemary with mm. thyme and lavender, oregano, it just brightens up the dish. So if I would pick a base for all these green veggies it would be salt pepper garlic powder mm -hmm. olive oil and then spice that up with the herbs of provence Ooh, herbs It'll of provence. Be a is that a so do you actually have to buy the herbs separately is it something that can come like in a in like a mrs dash situation <laughs> uh, so mrs dash is great and i have not seen our herbs of provence in mrs dash although their garlic and herb is pretty similar mm -hmm. it is in the spice racks and it's it's literally called herbs de provence you do not need to buy all of them separately oh, okay at all it comes all together and it's so versatile not only can you use it on your veggies but um chicken pork mm. all those things taste really good with that seasoning as well yeah Pastas. I love putting like thyme on my chicken like that's my favorite thing yeah. yeah so good so good and so just getting back to like the salads right mm -hmm. um you also have to be careful with the dressings because yes. you have a great salad but if mm -hmm. you're drowning it in a thick creamy dressing that kind yes. of takes away a little bit of what you're eating absolutely um, my favorite salad, and it's been it's been like this, I want to say, for like a year and a half. I tried it once, and it was completely by chance, right? Mm -hmm. I ordered this salad from, I think it was like Just Salad, one of those places in the city, right? They, they chop up the salads yeah. and all of that. And they forgot my dressing. Mm -hmm. But what I had in it was... Um, 
it was a mixed green salad and it had onions, chicken, um, avocado, mm-hmm. blue cheese, and avocado, blue cheese, tomatoes. And what was the last thing? I think it was egg, eggs, hard boiled eggs, mm-hmm. but the avocado just yep. made it so creamy that I didn't even need the dressing. And it mm-hmm. was so delicious. Like now I, I, that's what I order anytime. Like I order a salad because it's so bomb and yeah, it it's amazing. It's amazing. Guys, check it out. Put your, put your avocados in your dressing. I mean, in your salad. Yeah. If you, if you're missing that creaminess for sure. Avocado was delicious. Yes. That is a good one. Dressings are a big, 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 um, I don't want to say problem, but something <laughs> to watch out for, mm-hmm. because like you said, you can have a dressing that it has more calories than a burger. And I don't really talk about calories often, mm-hmm. um, only when they count. And if you're just eating them in a dressing, then might as well have the burger. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So dressings oftentimes have a lot of sugar inside to make it taste good. They have a lot of uh, canola oil if you're buying dressing and that's the type of oil that you would you should avoid mm. um, because it causes a lot of inflammation. So making a dressing at home or being careful if you're buying them and reading the ingredients at a store is especially mm-hmm. important. Um, the creamy dressings are super heavy. One of my favorite is um, olive oil, mm-hmm. balsamic vinegar, and then I like to put some fresh citrus in there, whether mm-hmm. it's a lime or a lemon or some oranges, and that will bring out balsamic vinegar in its sweet anyway. Mm-hmm. And adding in fresh, fresh citrus will just add that pop and also adding in a tiny bit of fresh herbs. So like a little bit of cilantro or a little bit of chopped onion, it's really going to bring those flavors together and mm-hmm. using something like olive oil as your oil. I think I said that in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that really is a game changer. Something I also like to add in is apple cider vinegar, because not only is it good for your health, it also brightens it up and is sweet. And if you like a creamy dressing, you can make a super creamy dressing using cashews. Cashews? Yes. How do you and do that? It's, um, I need to go back and look at the recipe. I, ha- I used to do it in the summer a lot, and it's mm. really good as a dip. So it's almost like a, almost like a Caesar version. And it's mm. just cashews are super fatty and creamy. So it's that sort of like that avocado feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel it was just like um, the cashews, some lemon juice, mm. um, a little bit of olive oil, salt and pepper, and probably like a garlic clove or something in there. And you put it in the blender and it blends up like a cream like a little cream and it's just so good over salad, over vegetables, over, I put it on rice. I think my son was requesting it on like every food. Get out. Um, It's tangy and it's creamy and, and just fatty, but it's a good fat. So Mm -hmm. it's good for you. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to look that up. That sounds really good. Um, Mm -hmm. I actually prefer cashew milk over almond milk. Yeah. It's creamier. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love it. Now, now that we talked about Thanksgiving, I, w- mm-hmm. I still want to pick your brain about, you know, substitutions and tips uh-huh. and tricks. So we're going to get into hard on my sleeve, right? Which uh-huh. is another segment where we dive a little bit deeper. So we still talk about, we're still going to talk about nutrition, but we're going to talk about like our real life struggles. Mm. Um, and for me, I am essentially homeschooling my son. Yeah. Um, my son is 11 years old. He also has autism. Okay. So he is picky 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 if anybody knows if anybody follows me on instagram we all know that my son only likes to eat chicken 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 and then like starchy foods like potatoes or platano he's on a platano kick lately (laughs) so i like to chop them up but the thing is is that i have to fry them i haven't put platanos in the air fryer yet i feel like it's not gonna work okay not like a potato A lot of people, some of my clients have tried tostones in the air fryer and they Mm -hmm. come out good. Really? I mean, I haven't tried it, but they enjoy it. Yeah. So for him, he likes them like little chips. So I don't do the double frying. I just slice them up really thin and then I fry them up. Um, So putting them in the air fryer, 
my friend had told me that what she does is that she puts things in the air fryer and then she'll spray them with like mm-hmm. um, the olive oil Pam. Yep. Just so that like it gives it a little bit more of like the crispiness. Yep. Uh, what what tips would you give me to try to trick my son into eating things other than chicken? <laughs> well, that's a tough one because he's older too. I feel like it's tougher to trick older kids. Um, mm-hmm. My four-year-old is really picky too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he only likes certain foods and it's really tough for me to get him to try new foods. Um what I would say is always since he loves the chicken, have the chicken there as, as you are introducing new things to him. Mm-hmm. So have what he likes there and add to the plate. Don't take away and don't mm-hmm. force because that never works. So right. for example, if you want to, what's something that you would like to introduce to him? I mean, just anything that would be more nutrient dense. I just feel like So I give him vitamins because I know he's not getting it from his food. Right. Mm -hmm. But even then, I feel like that's not enough. Like he needs to eat more nutrient dense dishes. I I did hear. Was it jicama that kind of Uh can look like a French fry? (laughs) (laughs) I'm stressed, girl. I'm stressed. (laughs) Jicama is not comparable to a French. It looks like a French fry, but Mm. it barely has any taste. Um, you can season it. So a lot of times they add like lime and chili powder to it and it's delicious like that. Or you can shred it on salad and that's fun. Or you can use it um, in a dip. Mm-hmm. Those those are ways you can use jicama because they're very, they're water-based. So they're super watery and they're super crunchy, um, but they don't carry that much flavor. So they're really good for dipping into things or adding into things and for texture Mm -hmm. since they're super crunchy. Um, However, don't beat yourself up. You're doing great. (laughs) Chicken and he's eating whole foods. It's not like he's eating, I don't know, Oreos all day, right? Well, yeah, because my son won't even eat like um, frozen French fries. I literally have to chop up a a potato every day. He knows what's good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. I, I hear that. I hear that. It's a lot of work having to homeschool and do everything else. I'm, I'm also homeschooling. My two kids are remote. So I get mm-hmm. that. Um, I would. So number one, you're doing great. He's eating whole foods, which is great. Chicken and potatoes. They both have nutrients um, in terms of adding different varieties. So with the French fries, if he enjoys cut up potatoes, try adding a sweet potato. I know Mm -hmm. it's a totally different color, but if it's in the same shape and next to it, maybe I'll encourage him Mm, to try it. At the same time. At the same time. Don't take away things he enjoy. Include it with the things he already likes. Another thing is kids are very curious, so they like to watch and they Mm -hmm. learn from watching us. Mm -hmm. So um, if he sees you sitting with him enjoying the sweet potatoes, right. he'll probably get curious and think like, why does she think it's so delicious? Maybe mm-hmm. I should try it. And he will probably try it. And that's how my four-year-old started eating free- sweet potatoes. Because mm, okay. he would not he would not touch it. And one day I was mindlessly eating sweet potatoes and he saw me and he picked one up and he liked it. And he ended up calling them banana fries. He goes, mommy, is this banana fry? And I'm like, sure, it's a banana fry. So now, now he eats sweet potatoes. Mm -hmm. And that's how something new was introduced to him because he would not touch it. If I would say here, have it, he would never. Same. The other day I made a baked um, chicken, like a chicken thigh. And um, it was a quarter, a chicken quarter. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, it was delicious. Okay. I had it. It was perfectly browned Mm. in the oven. I put it in underneath, like, so it can get nice and crispy on top and all of the broiler. I couldn't even think what it was. I put it in the broiler. It was amazing. And I'm here and he has his, his platanos and he has his, his chicken. He ate all his platanos did not touch. Cause it looked different. Cause it looked different. And I was just like. I wanted to kill him. I really, truly did. Because I was like, this is delicious. If you would just taste it, like if you would just put it in your mouth, you would eat the whole thing. Like, I just know you would. I know. He refused. 
I don't know if bribery works for your son, but the other day I also made a pot of chili and mm -hmm. my, my son is also very visual. So if he, if it looks weird, he doesn't want to try it. And I didn't show him the pot. I just put some in a spoon and he asked me for, I think he wanted me to open him a lollipop. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I told him, I won't, I'll open you the lollipop, but you have to try this first. And mm -hmm. I took a tiny little spoon and I put some on there and he goes, okay. So he tried it <laughs> and he's like, and then he goes, can I try another piece? And I knew it. I knew he would enjoy the flavors. It's just, if I give him a bowl of chili, he's not going to have it. So I told him I'd opened a lolly and, and that's all I did. That was the, that was the bargain. He tried it. I gave him the lollipop later on that day. He told me, mommy, can I have more of that thing you made? Hmm. And it was just by getting him to try it. So right. I don't know if bargaining helps, but it helps yeah. me with a four-year-old in this instance. <laughs> so for my mamas out there who don't have the, you know, the crazy picky eaters like my son, um, what tips would you give for them who are homeschooling their kids as far as like meals and snacks and mm -hmm. how that's concerned? What would you what would you tell them? Yeah, that's it's stressful out there, mamas. I <laughs> I get it. Even if your sons and kids are not picky, it's it's a lot because we are making a lot of food. So um, I say having a lot of fresh fruit around that they can just grab them if they're old enough, right? Mm -hmm. So washed up apples in the refrigerator, tangerines that they can go and peel themselves. Um, grapes are also great. Um, if your kids enjoy cheese, like having little cheese sticks in the refrigerator, yogurt pouches. Um, and with yogurt, it's something you want to be mindful of because some of them do have a lot of sugar and mm -hmm. it kind of defeats, defeats the purpose on that. Um, there are some brands of frozen pizza. Hey, like frozen pizza and frozen chicken nuggets for those days that you ju just do not have time mm -hmm. um, to throw them in the oven. And I put things in my toaster oven all the time. So brands that I personally buy is like Newman's Own um, because they do have a thin multi-grain crust. So at least is that, and it doesn't have that much saturated fat and things like that. And mm -hmm. um, if you buy the plain cheese ones, you can add toppings at home. So sometimes I add chicken or broccoli and yeah. you kind of make it fancy. For chicken nuggets, I recommend that you do look at the ingredients. Um, and make sure that the first ingredient is chicken mm. and not chicken, not like mechanically engineered chicken, things like that. So I do um, recommend to buy organic uh, chicken nuggets and that the first ingredient is like white meat chicken, like chicken mm -hmm. breast. It'll tell you right there. Um, yeah, it's not obviously it's. It is what it is. Like, there's no time to make things from scratch all the time. You're cooking um, all day. Essentially. You're cooking all day. Having whole wheat bread at home, um, peanut butter, if that's something that they enjoy and are not allergic to. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the snacks that my son loves is apples with peanut butter. So that's quick. It's nutritious. And it's going to keep them full for long. Um, what else? They enjoy yogurt parfait. So I like buying a lot of frozen fruit because obviously it won't go bad as fast as having mm -hmm. fresh fruit all the time. And they like to eat it often and then they don't want to eat it anymore. So at least it stays in the freezer. Um, so I buy plain Greek yogurt. I put some cinnamon on it and then whatever berries they want. So blueberries or strawberries, I usually put some chia seeds in there and some shredded coconut. And if they have that, they've had a meal and mm -hmm. they have their protein and their fatties and their fresh fruit and all that. Um, and it's quick and you don't have to cook it sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> Those are all great it's tips like, for the kids. Now yes. for the mothers themselves. Mm, um, yeah. What tips would you give for us? Cause I'm so terrible. same. <laughs> Same snacks, right? If it's good for the kids, it's good for you. Mm -hmm. Those same snacks. Um, other things that you can have at home is like hummus that has a lot of protein and fiber. Um, and, and you can eat it with carrot sticks. So adding into your veggie intake. So carrot sticks, celery sticks, 
um, the jicama, if you want to include it in that. <laughs> Avocado is also good and quick and it keeps you full often. Um, so things to make sandwiches with. I honestly, it's hard. I'm like snacking all the time. So I either do like a parfait for myself or I have, when I make dinner, I try and make extra. So there's always little bits and things in the refrigerator. So if I'm in a rush, everything is cooked already. I just throw a few things together. So like today I had some salmon and there's some rice and there's some, the other day there was some beets in there, right? So I just threw everything in a bowl, heated it up and that, and that was it. So mm -hmm. always maximizing your time. If you're cooking, then cook extra. If that's possible for you, stick it in the fridge that way you're not cooking probably every single day because you have enough leftovers for two days or you have leftovers there for lunch. So um, something I love to have is spinach because it's super versatile. You can add it to your eggs. You can put it in the sandwich. You can make a salad out of it. You can have it with your pasta. So having quick snacks at home that you can grab because God knows you, we rarely have a time to sit for a meal. So right before our podcast, I was hungry. I don't have time to sit for a meal. So I had an apple with cashews okay. and that keeps me full for a long time. It's a fatty, it's a fruit, some carbs. Um, other times it's a yogurt with fruit. Other times it's leftovers from the kitchen, getting creative. How do you feel about like juicing and smoothies? Smoothies are great. Mm -hmm. um, smoothies are great, especially if you're adding some fresh fruit and you can add spinach to them, um, light nut milks. Some people enjoy protein powder. The reason why I like the smoothie is because you're eating the whole fruit. Mm -hmm. um, so it also contains the fiber in there and it won't spike your sugar as much as juicing would. Um, mm -hmm. And because of the fiber, it tends to keep you fuller for longer. Now juicing, and when I say juice and smoothies, it's, it's not like a juicing diet, like you only have juice, it's like incorporating it in your day. If you're having a green juice, that's amazing. Um, there's a lot of nutrients in there. If you're having just a fruit juice, mm -hmm. yes, it has a lot of vitamins and stuff inside. It also spikes your sugar because the fiber has been stripped out. Right. So like if you're feeling sick or if you want a quick boost of energy, um, yeah, that's great. However, it's, all, it's always better to have a whole fruit in mm -hmm. that sense because it will keep you fuller for longer with the fiber and it won't be spiking your sugar, which is something that you want to keep pretty balanced. Right. So I would say that the the main tip that you're giving is, well, for the adults, for the most part, is you want them to eat things that will keep them satiated, satiated, right? Yes, yes. Because if not, you're going to eat something and 30 minutes later, you're going to be hungry again. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to be ravenous because you keep, um, you know, eating things that digest quickly. And even for the kids, like smoothies are a great option. Um and it'll, and it'll hold you over for a little while, especially if you're putting heavier things like a nut butter in there um, and things like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, those are great options and, and fun things to have. For sure. Would you say that's something that you would do every day or not really? Um, smoothies you can do every day. Mm -hmm. That's that's cool, uh, especially if you're balancing it out with some sort of veggie. Um, mm -hmm. Like a leafy spinach, green or yes. something like that. Spinach is great to put in there. Some people enjoy kale in their smoothies. It'll just be more well-rounded. But yeah, some people enjoy smoothies for breakfast all the time. Yeah, that's that's a good tip. Smoothies are definitely... Me, I'm, I'm, I, I know where my son gets it from because I'm picky too. Because Does I he feel like... like smoothies? No, uh. <laughs> I wish he did. So listen, I tried to put carrots in his orange juice. Uh huh. 
he was caught on he caught on so fast he literally looked at me like i i was the most evil person in the world he because he likes orange juice right and i try to cut it anyway so i i usually dilute his juice with like water so i don't Mm -hmm. give him the full juice in a cup because it's just a lot of sugar yeah um but I would put in a little bit of orange juice, a little bit of carrot juice in there. Mm-hmm. And he was just like, he, he, the disgust <laughs> in his face. And then it took him a while to trust me to even drink orange uh-huh. juice again. Like he was like, you're not catching me again with your, with your slickness. Like it was exactly, it was, was terrible. It was a bad time. <laughs> Does he like pasta? Like spaghetti? No, girl. no. Okay. <sighs> I'm telling you, I'm I'm tired of cutting up potatoes. I was so happy when he finally ate the platano. Like, it this is new. Like, I want to say within the past three months, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get him to try that? How was it? I think he was in my mom's house and she randomly made it. And See? I guess he was curious. Exactly. Exactly. So it's work for the both of you. <laughs> you can't expect them to eat things that you wouldn't eat, right? So right. if you if you sit there and cut up sweet potatoes the same way you do potatoes, it has a, a different set of vitamins, right? Mm-hmm. They're both equally as good, but it's it's more well-rounded in the way that it carries different vitamins in it. Right. Um, so if you make them sit there with him, put some on his plate with his regular potatoes and you eat them too, then he'll get curious and probably would want to figure out what it is that you're eating. And it's in the same shape as this French fry. So Mm -hmm. maybe it's not so bad, you know? Yeah, that's a good, the fact that you said to put it with the potatoes, because I feel like I've tried sweet potatoes before Mm -hmm. and he doesn't see anything else. So he'll eat all his chicken and he will not touch a single sweet potato. Right, right, right. Don't overwhelm him with it. Yeah, Yeah, that's a, that's a great, 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 great tip. You're <laughs> dropping all the gems and I'm here for it. Okay. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into our last segment, which is my favorite segment as a New Yorker, because Ooh. I feel like I say this all the time and I just really need to know, like, are you dead ass? Mm-hmm. We go through so many things, um, whether it's family related, work related, just being in New York related, just being in America related, you know, it's just mm-hmm. a lot going on all the time. So before I started with my dead ass of the day is there anything that you wanted to share that just you wanted to get off your chest (laughs) well one thing that really 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 gets to me is when people are like you know I'm not picky I just eat anything like and it just like stop (laughs) you should be picky in the sense Mm -hmm. that you should care what you're putting into your body and it's like oh I eat anything like I'm not picky um and you know what I I think everybody should be picky and conscious of what they're eating um Mm -hmm. and putting in their body and being aware because what what hurts me the most is that they're so many people, young people with diseases that can be prevented through diet, Mm -hmm. um, nutrition and physical activity. And it breaks my heart to see really young people on so many medications that they probably don't need to be on. Um, and it's, it's almost to no fault of their own, our community is just not informed about how food affects us. It's just things of comfort, things that we have grown up with. And it's a lot of work um, to try and, and you're not aware of it. So it's a lot to learn on your own, especially if you're not being supported and all that. And I know like I have received like, oh, tu siempre tengo una dieta. Do mm-hmm. you don't need to eat, you don't eat this. And it's like, no, it's not because I'm trying to be a bitch or like fancy right. or think that I'm better than you or anything like that. Like I want to teach you to do the same. I would love for you to do the same and just to be aware of these things because, you know, there's young women who are dying of heart attacks that don't need to be. Mm-hmm. There are young women who have a lot of autoimmune diseases, whose parents, aunts and uncles, they have diabetes, um, hypertension, high blood pressure, like all these things. And we always assume it's, oh, oh yeah, it's meant to happen because we're getting older. No, 
No, no, no, no, no. And it's like, oh, it just runs in my family. Yes, it runs in your family because everyone has been eating the same way for all these generations. Mm -hmm. So if you are predisposed to it because of your genes, because that is possible, then yes, you are most likely going to catch it. But we all have the power to make that change for our generation and for our future generations. So that is the part when people are like, oh, I eat anything. And they're just like putting all these things in their body that I know. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, my hands are swollen. My Mm -hmm. feet are swollen. Yes, that is your body trying to talk to you and tell you that it's inflamed and to please stop eating all those things. Right. Not normal to just walk around with swollen hands and feet. It's not the heat. It's it's. So yeah, as you can see, I can just keep talking about these things. Please, everybody just become more aware um, of what you're putting in your body. And it's okay. I'll be here to support you when people call you and tell you that you're always on a diet. I was just told that two weeks ago. And I'm like, no, no, no. I like to eat and I like eat everything. But I eat things that won't, for the most part, make me sick. I think people don't understand what the word diet means, right? Yes. Because it's like the diet is just your diet is just the way you eat. You eat. Yeah, exactly. It's not necessarily that you're on all of these crazy restrictions or you can mm-hmm. only eat before a certain time or or whatever have you. All these things that we've learned throughout diet culture. Yes. That's not what an actual diet is. Everybody is on a diet. Exactly. If you eat ketos and yes. every day, that's your diet. Like exactly. that is what you're eating. So yes, I, I am on a diet, but I'm just choosing to eat the things that will make me feel better. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. what you want to strive for. You want to you want to normalize. And I'm tired of people saying, you know, normalize this and normalize that. But you should really normalize eating healthier, um, normalize sometimes foods versus all the time foods, you know, like mm-hmm. you can have your pizza, you can have exactly. your chopped cheese. We're from the Bronx. Like you can yeah. have your chopped cheese, but you know, don't have it every day. Don't exactly. Not even every week, honestly, because we don't know what kind of meat that is. That they're exactly. Using in the store. Exactly. <laughs> Make it at home. <laughs> Make your own version. It'll probably be better. You could yeah. season it the way you like and all of that, you know, fake out I think I've heard of um a couple of times where it's like and especially now we're about to we're about to go into a second quarantine which will actually get into my neck into my dead ass but we are about to get into it like a second lockdown per se I don't know if it's going to be as bad as it was earlier this year Mm -hmm. but people are going to be staying at home more you know yeah try out new recipes you know try to make Chinese food you know buy a walk them those walks are they're amazing. I have one. It was my mom's and she just left it <laughs> here now, but she moved out and she left the walk here. And I love to make fried rice. Yeah. It's amazing. And it tastes so good. Yeah. Once you try it and a lot of people are like, oh, I can't cook. I'm not. It's just the confidence thing. And let me tell you, we it's just a skill that you have to practice. You guys do not know how many pots of brown rice I had to throw away. <laughs> How many times I made a full meal and then I had to get takeout because it was so awful. Um, (laughs) Like this is true life. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I've just practiced and practiced more because, well, yeah, I enjoy it. I really do. And I know sometimes it's not people's jam, but um, try and build your confidence. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it could be fun. You can make it, it a little be. date yeah. night. It can be, you know, with your significant other or even your kids, you can mm-hmm. have involve them in it and, and all of that stuff. Because I mean, and this kind of deviates a little bit from what we're talking about. But I remember like my most favorite memories with my mom, especially during the holidays, was helping her with like Thanksgiving. So if it was like, grating the cheese for the lasagna or peeling yeah. the potatoes for the potato salad or whatever, or um doing the patelitos and filling them with whatever Mm -hmm. she was filling them in and all of that it's bonding moments too so you can use this as a dual edged you know sword so you can feed your family better but also build memories and teach them that that's how we're supposed to be eating exactly breaking the cycles you know Mm -hmm. that's that's Mm -hmm. always important okay so my dead ass for today (laughs) is i don't know if you've heard i'm sure you have since you're in new york but 
they have officially announced that schools will be closing. Yes. This happened today. Less at than like 24 around- hours notice. Yeah. Like, that's it. There's no school tomorrow. <laughs> like, that's there. <laughs> let me tell you, girl. I, yeah. <laughs> so let me, so let me tell you. So back in August, you chose for your kids to be fully remote. Yes. Right? So did I. So um, I don't know if it was just my, my child attends um, District 75 since he's considered special ed. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were doing this for general education, but they told me back in August, you had to choose either hybrid or fully remote. Mm-hmm. And once you did that, that's what it was going to be for the entire semester. You could change it possibly in January after the winter break. Mm-hmm. Cool. I knew I was working full time at the time, but I was like, you know, I don't feel comfortable sending my son to school. I actually quit my job and now I'm home, homeschooling Mm -hmm. him and all of that. So I made the conscious decision and did what I had to do to get that done. I want to say the middle of October, I received phone calls, emails, text messages asking me if I would want my son to go into the school for a hybrid model. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm confused because it's like, you told me in August that once I made the decision that that's the decision and I had no backing out and all of this, I feel like they were trying to scare people, to be honest, yeah. to just send kids to school. Yeah. Um, and now you're telling me that, oh, I can send him whatever. I had already quit my job. I don't feel comfortable sending him to school. The, the numbers are still rising. Yeah. Like they weren't as bad as they were, you know, a couple of months before, but they were steadily increasing. Mm-hmm. Um. I I just, I couldn't understand it. And it's like, you want me to, he's already in remote school. It was six weeks at this time that he had already started the remote learning. So you want me to stop that even, so now we've gotten into a groove of that. You want me to stop that, start sending him in school, uprooting his whole routine and all of that to then now four weeks later, tell me like, that's it. Like, Tomorrow, there's no school and we don't know when they're going to open again. Not next week, probably the week after Thanksgiving, if the numbers don't go down. Um, If the numbers go down, which I don't see them going down. I don't. Yeah. It's only getting colder. Everyone is indoors on top of each other. The holidays Uh are coming. And as much as you can tell people, you know, don't gather with your family. It's not. It's not. People are going to gather with their family. It's Mm going to happen. So I saw that announcement today and I was, I've been waiting for it. Cause I get the, I have the citizen app, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> damn citizen app that gives me anxiety all the time, but I get notifications and it tells you each day, like, okay, the, the infection rate is 1.25. And then tomorrow it's 1.39. When we mm-hmm. hit two, I was like, Ooh, it's only a matter of time before we hit three. Yeah. And it was like, it was 2.75 yesterday. And I guess today it hit 3% because they were I like, guess so. schools are shutting down and that's it. And who knows when they're going to open again. I know. I know. <laughs> it's it- all crazy. You know, we were we were lucky enough that we chose remote as well. And I was getting the email saying this is your last chance to opt Mm -hmm. into remote learning, blah, blah, blah. Um, But how like I don't understand what the thought process is behind all this. It's not even like you'll have the weekend to try and figure this out. I feel so bad, like my heart breaks for parents who just don't have solutions this fast like it takes a lot of planning sometimes Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of organizing and logistics and all these things and I know that the kids were not in school five days a week but the few days that they were now they have to find something for those days Mm -hmm. Um, and not all parents can work from home they have to go somewhere Mm -hmm. so it's just I don't know. I am. I, I was just telling one of my clients today who like 95% of my clients are mamas um, and we're all going through it. So Mm -hmm. we are all going through it and there's, there's no easy way I find. Um, And now this added stress of, and, and let's talk about the kids, like, especially the younger ones, they're being uprooted again Mm -hmm. to change. And that was one of the reasons why we chose remote because my son, um, my older one kind of doesn't do well with transitions. It takes him a while. So we were like, okay, if he gets used to remote, then he gets what's going to be remote and that's what it is. And he'll, but now all these children 
are being switched again mm-hmm. from and being not even in understanding. They don't understand the virus. Exactly. It's just a lot. And, you know, they were having interactions and now things are up in the air again. And I don't, I think it's very poorly planned on their end to just mm-hmm. give less than 24 hours notice. If I, was working, time around. if I was working, this wouldn't, I would have not been able to go to work tomorrow. Like at all. Yeah. Like, I would have just been like, I'm, I can't come in. There's no way. <laughs> and let's talk about bosses. I mean, as much as they say and these companies that they're understanding, no, mm-hmm. you're not. Mm-mm. You're not. And you're giving all my mamas a super hard time and they're stressed the hell out mm-hmm. because they're like, where's your work? And it's like, well, I have my child here as well. So I'm doing as much as I can with the time that I can, with the no help that I have, with no childcare. Like, how dare the system think that we as women, yeah, we are super women, but there's only but so much you can do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and where does that leave you? You know, like something's going to fall. And I'm sorry. I need my money. Yes. But I love my kid more. Like, I'm right. not going to fail him because you need a report at five o'clock. Like, exactly. Maybe you'll get it at eight. You know, like, I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Cut, cut us a break. My gosh, because we're the ones that suffer the most as well. Like, we have to let go our of our goals, of our dreams to take care of everyone else, which is cool. But mm-hmm. then we don't even get a break. Mm-hmm. Like, no. Yeah, it's it's all the DOE is is even with the remote learning. I don't know how it was for you in the beginning, but it was a shit show for me. Yeah. One, both my kids, one goes to one school. The other one goes to another school. One school was pretty organized and really good. The other one. and that's crazy because it's like okay if this school can get it done why can't you get it done? i think it has to you know and i oh we're gonna be here for two hours this has (laughs) also to do with the principles right like one principal really has it together the other one and these poor teachers i feel like a lot of them did not get it support or any sort of support like how do you expect these teachers who are classroom teachers who don't really have to deal with technology to know how to set up google classroom and to set up zoom meetings and to set up google meet and to do this and that like Mm -hmm. why were these teachers not getting support either for setting up all these electronics and like luckily that that's where my previous career was in digital advertising. So I'm super savvy with computers and working around all these tools and systems. But what about these teachers who don't and these parents who don't, Mm -hmm. um, that's a whole nother stress on them, on all of us. Right. Like most of the time I was playing it with parents and the teachers and helping them out because Mm -hmm. it's hard to figure all that out. It is. It's a lot. And it's like you would think they would have had more plans in place being Mm. that this started in March. Yeah. For this time around to do a lockdown like this, that's that's really effed up. up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it really is. Because, okay, I understand March, but now like you should have planned better and you're not getting a pass for this one. Like that was screwed up. You saw the numbers rising. You should have said, because they were, they announced on Friday, they were like, oh, you know, schools might be closing, whatever, because the numbers are rising. You should have, you, you knew that they weren't going to drop. Yeah. Yeah. They were so close. They weren't going to drop. You should have maybe just been like, you know what? We'll close next week. And then if they do go down, then we'll open up just as a preventative measure. But no, mm-hmm. you want to tell people 2.30 on Wednesday yeah. that there's no school on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's just, it's a mess, a complete and utter mess. And New York has to get it all the way together. And I say this mm-hmm. all the time, New York is trash. I'm sorry. New York has fallen off so much with this COVID. Mm-hmm. It's just, you saw where we were lacking structurally and with our foundations when it comes to education and the workforce and all of that. Like mm-hmm. we just- we did not have it together at all. No, they should have really planned better for this time around. They knew it was coming. De Bla- oh, who was it? Cuomo has been saying it from the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. we're, there's going to be a second wave. Okay, well, then plan for that. Plan, like, why didn't you have a plan for that part? It's, it's like they were just that. praying that it wouldn't happen. In, an, in, a, in such a congested city that New York is, like, mm-hmm. it, was, it was inevitable. Yeah. Inevitable. 
<sighs> okay, so we have to breathe. <laughs> Deep breath in. <laughs> Exhale Activate out. Activate your vagus nerve. Go. <laughs> stress out. Stress is not good for you, people. De-stress. De-stress. Okay. So to close out the show, what positive affirmation would you like to leave my listeners with today? Oh, that's what I was going to look up. Ah. <laughs> uh, off the top of your head whatever positive it doesn't have to be a like a legit affirmation whatever you <laughs> whatever you think let's see i want it to be good um i the only thing i can think of after that conversation it's like it's gonna be okay like <laughs> and that's something i try and convince myself of too mm-hmm. and something that has helped me is being in community, right? So reaching out and keeping connected with like-minded people. I have met so many amazing women in during quarantine on through the internet that I've Mm -hmm. never met. And it has really made things nicer and more manageable um, to know that we're kind of hand in hand um, together, like, just trying to make it through none of us are alone in this no one has it easy even if they are putting up pretty pictures on instagram that shit is not true like mm-hmm. everybody's going through it in some way or another so um true. know that so and you know when the voices come of like oh my god i suck i'm the worst i'm such a bad mom like tell that voice to like i don't know who the hell you are get out of my head mm-hmm. and it's gonna like if it's not good today, it's okay. It's okay to have a shitty day. It's okay to have a shitty week. Mm-hmm. Just, Don't be so hard on yourself. Exactly. Exactly. And just, you know, plan to see what else you can do the next day for it to be better than the, what it was before. And and be graceful with yourself the same way you would as a, with a friend. Yes. Um, yeah. I love that. That is beautiful. And I agree with you a hundred percent. All right, guys. So where can my listeners find you and maybe book you for nutritional guidance? Yeah. So I am at bagels and Brussels on Instagram and my bagels, my bagels, (laughs) my, you know, people ask me if I have like a bagel shop. I'm like, no, but maybe um, one day. <laughs> and my website is bagelsandbrussels.com. So those are, and my email is bagelsandbrussels at Gmail. Like- Branding, y'all. Branding. <laughs> that's what that's called. Okay. <laughs> Everything is bagels and Brussels. So you can find me um, on any of those places. Send me a message. We can chat, all that good stuff. Yes, she can definitely help you if you need it. Um, I will have all of her information linked down below so that you can check her out for sure. Follow her on Instagram. Check out her website. She has a lot of information on it. Um, You can catch me on Instagram, underscore Steffi Kiss, S-T-E-P-H-Y-K-I-S-S. The podcast page is Do I Look Fat Pod, exactly how it sounds. Remember, we post a new episode every fine and thick Friday, as well as the little mini episodes on Tuesday, Kiss and Tell Tuesday. So check that out as well. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Do I Look Fat Podcast. Bye.